0: What's up everybody? This is Sydney and you're listening to Friendly Fire. Welcome back to Friendly Fire. Y'all know me. I'm your host Sean and my co-host Sydney. What up, what up? Um very interesting week sixteen. Uh we got some NBA stuff to talk about. Uh Merry Christmas to y'all. We know the show coming out a little bit late, but um that's because we have families too. Um, but you want to talk about Saints and the te- Titans, but or you got something else you want to start with? Um, what did you want to touch on any of the Saturday? Since we had Saturday games, any of them you wanted to touch on at all? That's right. I I forgot about that. Um, well, I didn't forget about those games, but I forgot that they happened on Saturday. Yeah. And, uh, we can start with the Saturday stuff. Uh, you know, I I usually get to all of the league stuff under the league notes. We go back with the Thursday stuff too. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. I was just asking because I forgot about those games entirely. Yeah, let's go ahead and start with our teams, though. Let's do our teams like we normally do. Um, it was mm, outside of the first quarter. That game went how I expected it to go. Um, Even with, if they had Derrick Henry, then the game would have been a whole lot closer than what it was already. Even that 10-point victory felt a little closer than that because of what they were able to do towards the end. But um, we touched on this last week. Ryan Tannehill is really good in their system and for what they're asking him to do. So for him to go out there and throw three touchdowns, I think he almost threw for three hundred yards. Um against what is a banged up secondary for us at this point, but still, um did he throw three hundred yards? No, I'm interested. I can't find it. But yeah, um, but he threw three touchdowns, he was sacked five times, which is the biggest difference of the whole game, honestly, was that they took five sacks because he didn't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to move the ball with ease for the most part. Um, but once again, we, we've been talking about this. this isn't, they're not in the same peer group as the Saints. It's, it's too overwhelming uh, what the Saints have for a team like the Titans, especially when you got got uh, Michael Thomas having 12-catch, 140-yard games, Drew Brees playing lights out, and then Alvin Kamara is starting to come back along. And now we see Jared Cook week after week showing up in, in big time. And then, of course, like I said, defensively, we had those five sacks uh, forced to turnover. Our special teams is have been playing really good all year outside of what we've been allowing with onside kicks. So the game went as I expected it to. I just – I did want to, once again, because I know I did the last week too, but once again, I did want to give uh, mm. props to Brian Tannehill mm. and what he's been able to make of uh, the Tennessee offense to where they're not just <clears> – <throat> We're going to run it down your throat and play good defense. He can actually get them up and down the field with his arm. Mm. Um, and I said this about Buffalo a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I'm starting to feel the same way about Tennessee, especially if Derrick Henry is healthy. They're going to ruin a lot of y'all playoff expectations in the AFC. if they Because they're going to keep it close. They're going to keep their games close no matter what. And then once it comes down to the end of that fourth quarter, if it ain't Tom Brady, you know who really knows. But yeah, that that game went about as as expected. Uh, two things I want to I want to start with what you said about the AFC about the Titans being able to possibly ruin a playoff picture. Yeah. I don't feel that strongly about the teams hosting um, as I do. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Let I me. Mean, I don't want to be sales. Yeah. A whole long thing about that because we, you know we talked about the AFC being the weaker conference. Um, mm-hmm. Although I do believe the final four will be interesting, I wouldn't be stunned if the Titans or the Bills found yeah. a way to beat either the Chiefs or the Texans, just because uh, well, not the Chiefs. I, I'll get to that later, but the, just because the Texans have been so inconsistent all year, and, and we you know the Patriots have been very inconsistent all year, but the one thing, you know, you did say one thing that I that I'm gonna disagree on about the Saints, um, about Evan Kamara starting to come around. I mm. do. I mean, it, it, his production has been more, it, cause cause they're going to need him to be a threat. They can't just keep throwing to Michael Thomas all day. But I mean, he had 11 carries for 80 yards and he had a 40 yard run. I mean, it, it, so it was 10 carries for 40 yards besides that. Besides the, the breaking out the the long run which he wasn't even touched on. So yeah. um again that I mean they gotta they gotta find some run game with him, but I I wouldn't say that they did on Sunday. Um it's not about the run game though, it's about the threat for the most part and even in that, in the short field that we were given, he scored twice. Yeah. Which um, is the important thing. He hadn't scored since week two. Yeah. And then you know Michael Thomas having a big game. Uh, obviously, congratulations to him for breaking that record. Um, still with another game to go, so he got the chance to maybe get to 150 um, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, because he's at what 146, now? One, one is, is it 146 or 145? I thought it was 145. No, it's one. It's 146. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, that was big for him. Another record setting. Yet, yeah. I mean, he had 17 targets, and you know, you know what's weird about that? When you when you have a receiver of that caliber, you say 17 targets, man. They ain't spreading the ball out because who's stopping him? Just keep exactly. throwing, just keep throwing it to him. You know, so, exactly. Uh, you, it, it's rare to see that because usually, okay, whatever we throw, we can double cover him or something, and, and and stop that. But with him, you can't. It's like, all right, we're gonna throw two people over there. But now what? It's it's very Calvin Johnson esque Like yeah. like, so what? Who the exactly. put two people on them, and that still ain't enough. So um yeah, the, you know, the Titans. The Titans played a good game. They were the home team. Another slow start for the Saints. They need to get that together because uh, the you know when the playoffs start. You ain't got time to be messing around. Uh, oh, there was one thing that I wanted to say about that blew my mind. I had to make sure that I wasn't I wasn't tripping. <laughs> Logan Ryan. They showed the Lo- Logan Ryan tackle stats. When I yeah. saw that, I was like, wait a second. Why does he, dude? I want to make sure. Hold on, because when I looked at it, it was one. He had a hundred something tackles. Yeah. And. Yeah, he's got 109 right now. So my wow. first thought when I when I saw that was that ain't good. Now You know, for a cornerback, because usually tackle stats are safeties and linebackers. And so you look at this, I mean, line, no. Uh, no, go ahead. When I was looking at it, I, when I saw it, I was like, okay, I don't usually go and look at cornerback tackle stats. Maybe no. I'm tripping. Now, I'm looking at the top 20. It's linebacker, linebacker, safety, safety, linebacker, linebacker. And that's what, I, that's what I thought. And then I come to Logan Ryan who's a corner with 109 tackles. What is that? that is, I mean, the closest cornerback to him is not even in the top 50. I can't even find it. I think <laughs> I don't watch a lot of Titans football for once. So let's start there. But yeah. my thought process of that would be he plays a lot as a safety or a linebacker. Okay. Because Adore Jackson is their number one corner. Right. Right. So yeah, I think he it's possible that he plays a lot on the inside of their defense. All right. Well, then that was <laughs> because, because it's not like they're giving up a lot of yards to where he's just having to catch him in the backfield. Yeah. It's, so that's <laughs> why I was like, when I saw that, I was like, a hundred tackles for. A yeah, like, that's crazy. That don't, that don't sound right. Yeah. So I, I looked it up. And I was yeah. like, man, that that's wild. But um, yeah, that's all I took from that game. Like you said, that was business as usual um, in the in the final three quarters. Yeah. Because um, that you know it was a, it was a slow start for them. Um, Lions. I, I can move on to the Lions real quick. Um, you know, for the last couple of weeks, first of all, it was the Raiders game. When, when they lost the Raiders game and they, they were close in that game and then that it was, you know, whether or not Matthew Stafford was going to come back, I I mm. said they wasn't going to win another game for the rest of the year. I, I, I wasn't surprised by them, especially with Stafford being hurt and then all of the other injuries that they had. But you, you end up in a difficult situation um, just because I know what losing means. So you don't root for your team to lose, but when when it's over, it's over. So you yeah. can either you can either make your draft position worse and have your pride or have your pride and you know get a better pick. <laughs> so you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I don't want them I don't want them to just go full on tank, but everything that they've done for the last six weeks has been what you can expect when you're in this situation they can play hard but still lose because that's what it's about, man. It ain't... You need the number two pick. That's what they need. And and right now, I saw, um, before the game started, they were at five. Yeah, I knew... I was looking around the league and I was like, well, they can get as high as the number two pick by the end of the season. And obviously, that's what you want because we know Cincinnati's going quarterback. Um, So... If Chase Young decides to come to the, go in the draft, um, that is that is game changing talent. You know what I'm saying? Like that, and and that's something that you want to get to at the number two spot. Or even if he can fall to three, if the Redskins stay at two and decide they don't want to get him for whatever reason, I doubt that that happens. But you know, that's the situation that you're in. Kind of like okay. I mean, the third pick would be a first-round pick, a, a nice player, but yeah. we we need a franchise player, and I feel like that's what the number two pick can be. Now, that that's dependent on the Redskins beating the Cowboys and us losing to the Packers, um, which I think will happen the, the second half. Not, yeah. you know, I, I don't think the Redskins are going to beat the Cowboys, but who knows? Crazy things happen, but... Um, that's what I'm looking at. I look, you know, I looked at contracts. I told you, I've been looking at that kind of stuff, all of that stuff for the last couple of weeks. And there really isn't anybody that when I look at it, I go, okay, we have to keep him. We have to find a way to, to, honestly, all the expiring contracts that we had, if we, if we, if there were guys that left the team, I think we could replace them. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Obviously, I got nothing to say about the game. It, it went about us. I expected Do you it. do you trust our front office with that though? With what? Like even with even with the second overall pick, they can decide. They can mess that up. Essentially, they can look at themselves and say, "Look, we invested so much money in the pass rush in the last off season, mm-hmm. and he started to come around towards the end of the season after he got." off of all his injuries and things mm-hmm. like that, let's invest it in somewhere else. You know, I do think I do think there is a chance for that because um I do think that there will be Darius Slade uh trade talk in the off season just because he's unhappy with his contract. Um yeah. I don't I don't think that they should do that. Um but I could I could see them going corner because, like you said, they they spend so much money on the pass rush, especially if they at the three spot and, and Chase Young is off the board. I could easily see them going after a corner, and you know the combine changes a lot of stuff, bro. You know yeah. once they once they start interviewing people and talking and all of that stuff like that. Um, yeah, I could see them messing it up one hundred percent. I don't. Which, I don't is the, which is the bigger thing? Being in position is the first thing, but then you right. got to... and then make the right decision when the time comes. No, I don't I don't trust them at all just because they've done look, I like Bob Quinn a lot and and but I think he and Bill Belichick, I mean not Bill Belichick, uh God damn. Why is his name slip in my mind right now? Uh what's the damn coach? Patricia. Patricia. Wow that was embarrassing. Um, uh, I feel like they think that they they're trying to be too smart. They're trying to be smarter than everybody else. You yes. know what I'm saying with a lot of stuff that they're doing, um very bill Belichick like, and so Bob Quinn has done a good job at addressing what he what we need to be addressed just not with the right people. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying, and 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 Matt Patricia, if they move on from Pascaloni the defensive coordinator, uh, which I expect to happen, I I want them to to think outside of that Patriot way. You know what I'm saying? Because it mm-hmm. hasn't worked for the first two or three seasons. Yeah. Because so, for one, as we as it's always been said, it's hard to duplicate. Right. Um. Yeah, nobody from that tree branch has been able to duplicate it so far. So, um, but but there is talent in place on the team that I think. Look, it's it's hard. I'm not saying it's impossible. It is hard to mess up a top five pick. Um. So let's hope they and and I was about to say and even. And it depends on what you what you're saying when you say messing it up, because you can you can take somebody like um, uh, I had a good example and I lost it, but yeah, they could pass on Chase Young and take whoever the best corner is, mm. but Chase Young still going still ends up being a better player, and you ask yourself, well, did we mess that up? Yeah. But it doesn't mean who you drafted wasn't the first round talent and didn't have a first round career, you know. You know, like I said last year, I didn't want them to pick anything on offense in the first round, and I feel like I feel like way this year. I don't, I don't feel like for the first, obviously depending on what they do in free agency. Yeah, I don't feel like there is anything on offense they should draft in the first two rounds. I just don't because. Stafford and Bevel have given you enough offense. You got young talent. You invested a second round pick on a running back who never plays. I, I just I feel like they don't need to address anything on offense in the first two rounds of the draft. Just because between Matthew Stafford and Darryl Bevel, you've gotten good play design. You've gotten good quarterback play. You got a running back you spent the second round pick on who never played, but it's still young enough for you to say. Let's give that one more shot. You drafted a tight end. Your wide receivers are good, and you got one that's emerging as a star. Your offensive line played well. I mean, could they be better? Sure. But, I mean, they, it ain't nothing that is as bad as what you got on the other side of the ball, which is pass rush. You need a safety. You need a corner. You need a linebacker. I mean, all that stuff needs to be addressed in free agency and in the first two rounds of the draft. Because they're the worst defense in the league statistically, and will they ha- will they have money? I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know the answer to that question. Okay, I, I don't know exactly how much money. Um, but it, but I mean it can't be a lot. They got yeah, that's why i was they, saying like they've got, got that, that two. You know, cause you know what they have. Yeah, they got that two big contracts, and you know how that is normally. Normally, for NFL franchises, you got your two, and then maybe you got one that's borderline, and then you got everybody else that you can plug in based off if they're already on the roster or whatever like that, but Trey Flowers and Matthew Stafford take up a large portion of the uh, the salary cap, so it can't be much, whatever it is. So, anyway, um, league notes, what you got? What else happened over the weekend? Uh, first I want to just Cause you congratulated him, but I just want to touch again on this Michael Thomas season that he had. You were right though; it is 145. It's 145, um, 1688 yards and nine touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Week 16. There's only two other players in the league that got 100 catches. One is DeAndre Hopkins; he got mm-hmm. 104. The okay. other is amazing. It's Christian McCaffrey with 109. Which is absurd for yeah. reasons. Yeah. Which, is, which is the only reason why I, even though Michael Thomas, I guess he got the edge now, in my opinion, because of the records he's broken. You're talking about but, for the best wide receiver late? Huh? You're talking about for the best wide receiver in the late? No, I'm talking about for MVP. Like, these oh. guys, Christian McCaffrey, Mike Thomas should be in the MVP. I would give the MVP to Christian McCaffrey, honestly, just because of what he was able to do this season. Um,. It's a quarterback award It's going to go to a quarterback. You know so that. I guess and we really talk about our, our offensive player of the year is what we should be talking about. Yeah, and, and and you know, Lamar Jackson's the new flashy thing. It's exciting. Even a quarterback, they got the best record. Yeah. You know, they're going to give it to Lamar Jackson. But, yeah, those two guys should be in the discussion. Christian Catherine's having a ridiculous year, and mm-hmm. it's been it's – People were on it early, but it got doled down once the success went away. Cam Newton got hurt. Ron Rear got fired. It started looking like a dumpster fire. But yeah, that's crazy that those are the that Christian McCaffrey had the second most receptions in the league right now with 109. Yeah. And no other player outside of those three guys he even have 100 catches. Mm-hmm. And for him to be 40 up on the next man, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like you said, bro. It, it, I I had Michael Thomas. I don't I don't remember. I I want to say I had him fourth before the season started. Yeah, behind, they, yeah, yeah. Behind Beckham, uh, Hopkins, and Julio Jones. Um, I mean, and he's got the numbers, and I still think. And and that's the thing that makes it so complicated because at this moment in time, I still believe Beckham's a top five wide receiver, but. The team has had such a bad year, it's, it's dumbed down his success. It's made his success as a player not look as good as he actually is, but you put him in a stable organization, I, I believe he can have a season similar to what Michael, Michael Thomas has. He's, yeah, he's still a top five talent and receiver. Yeah. Right, and and that's what you got with Michael Thomas, who is who we talked about before. I feel like Michael Thomas is made better by a system that highlights his talent but he would be this good anywhere. I feel like he would be a hundred catch wide receiver on any team. Yeah. But when you plug him in with a hall of fame quarterback, uh, the hall of fame coach, a uh, good offensive line and all these other things that other teams have to prepare for. And you go, well, shit, we can't double team Michael Thomas every play. And even when you do, he still sometimes finds a way to get open. You single cover him and he's going to put up stupid numbers. Mm-hmm. So, I so to say, yeah. I mean, he—he he definitely is the best in the league right now. Um, yeah. So, Cowboys, Eagles happened. Let's not wait. Wait. Uh, before we get there, I want—I do want to. Let's do the Saturday games. Whatever um, you have to say about that first. What you got? Um, uh, the. The Patriots and the Honors, I feel like together, they won games that they had to. Because especially with them being division games, it was big wins for them, for both of them. Uh, yeah. Especially on a stage when everybody was watching, except if you don't have it in front of network. Um, on, <laughs> on a stage where everybody was watching, to win and win decisively. I mean, not decisively, but to, to win, a close game against a division opponent and a, and a game that mattered um mm-hmm. those that's big wins for them, yeah, um, I was disappointed that both in the won, honestly, but <laughs> uh yeah, I mean it, they the Patriots have been doing that all season every except for their early wins, everything about past week six was them squeaking it out, them doing exactly what they had to do in order to win. Um, and that's, once again, you think they're going to just turn it on come the postseason? But even if they don't, they still have that ability. Look, we're just going to play it close to the end and we're still going to sweep this out somehow. Because um, I, I really don't see them going from what their offense has been so far this year to Tom Brady about to get out here and throw 350 and five touchdowns. And even I agree. Out. So... They're going to be squeaking it out going forward, but look, we got, like I say, the past eight weeks, that's all they've been doing. Um, the 49ers, man, they yeah, they've been getting by getting of their teeth these, <laughs> these past <laughs> few weeks. But once again, like you said, those are games that they absolutely needed to win, and they have another one coming up this week. But hey, they went out and did what they were supposed to do, and the game that preceded, the game that preceded those two were Janus. So, yeah, I ain't got nothing to say about that. Uh, got another year to talk about him about uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay starter, man. What else you got? What you got from Sunday? Um. Oh no, I did want to say that about the Rams too. Because it's been touched on, I don't know if we've touched on it, but it's been touched on. It. It's just every time they lose and they look Because they didn't look bad Saturday, but every time they lose and they look bad, you can't help but think, man, you'd have tied up all your money in Jared Goff, Aaron Donald, the little money that you have, you about to free up a little more and tie up Jalen Ramsey, you tie the Ty Gurley. What you. You don't have any draft picks. Mm-hmm. What are you doing for the next five years? Like, this is what you are. And last year looked great. This year, not so much. But this is what you locked into. This is your whole future for the next three, four years. I, I mean, I do believe that the biggest concern is Ty Gurley. Just because Aaron Donald and Jenna Ramsey are good enough talents that on their defense, a fresh year, a fresh start, you know, there's still people that you got to worry about, that you got to game plan for. And Jared Goff, just because he's so young and we've seen him go from looking as bad as he did his first year to two good years under McVay, um, there is still room for improvement to go, all right, this is what you screwed up this year. This is what you got to get better at, whatever. The Ty Grove stuff is is frightening just because it's, he – I can't imagine that there is an avenue for him to get back to where he was, just because his usage has been so high over the last couple of years, and his his injury is he just don't look the same. Like the like you yeah. know, and running back is a hard position for me to go. All right, well, we'll take him from you and try to fix that. It's just yeah. he is what he is, and it it's been terrifying for the last. Honestly, since this time last year. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that that's the worst case scenario for them because, like you said, Donald Donald still dominant, Ramsey's still dominant. Golf had a had a bad year, but um, yeah. The Todd Gurley stuff is is bad. It's bad, and we've been on it all year, bro. Yeah, and and their depth isn't good at this point as well. Um. Because you see Akeem Tlaib got hurt. They moved on from Marcus Peters, and now it's just Jalen Ramsey back there. Yeah. Otherwise, imagine Akeem Tlaib going to be what he was going forward. Why well, you don't play for them no more? They're trading them, too. <laughs> oh, they, you know, he got hurt, and they traded him them to Miami. So yeah. you don't have no depth in your secondary. Like I say, I keep, bringing, I keep forgetting his name, too, which is showing how bad he's been this year. The pass rusher, Dante Fowler. Oh, uh, not yeah. filing, he's not making any difference. Yeah. Clay Matthews started off this season strong, but once again, you don't even know if they're about to try to invest in him for another year. Because once yeah. again, they gotta save money somewhere in order to keep Ramsey around. Yeah. And then you got Cooks, Woods, Cup, all these guys getting hurt right after each other throughout seasons. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so much it's more about their role playing. That they got to try to define, but it's hard to do if you ain't got the money to do so.
1: Yeah. Especially in
0: what was there, them in Seattle last year, and I was them Seattle, San Francisco, Arizona with the right moves, they're gonna be right in there too. Yeah. What else you got? Um, Dallas, Philly, mm. um. Dallas could even score a touchdown, bro. They're so they are the definition of inconsistent. I mean, and and it's I'm gonna say the same thing about when when we when we go move on to another game. But this felt a lot more about bad Cowboys than it did about good Eagles. Cause that mm-hmm. I mean, even late in the game, Dak Prescott's got a throw that he overthrows to Tavon Austin. That's yeah, a well, touchdown. Well. It's a touchdown. If he you know what I'm saying, and, and they take the lead, and this all of this goes away. But I mean, you know, your quarterback's got a shoulder injury coming into the game, and was he count? Ten carries, fourteen carries, something like that. Yeah. I mean, what is that? You know, you it's so much about them wanting to make that Prescott into something that he's not. Honestly, to me, his success to me is tied to. Ezekiel Elliott. And, and and they've started um they started overthinking it honestly. Yeah. When you have a running back like Zeke, I don't care what defense is rolling in there. It could be the number two defense, the number one, number eight. I'm giving it to you at least twenty times. At least. Especially coming off the week he came off. He had a great week. Last, he had a great game last week. Mm-hmm. And then you. Revert back to: Are uh, we only gonna give you twelve touches? With a shoulder, best player on the team. Like, what are you? With a shoulder injury. That's, yeah. That's, that's that's the that's the thing that if if you even want to just go, all right, just because. Yeah. That guy got a shoulder. I mean, that's crazy. And and the Eagles' defense has shown that they can be run on. So why wouldn't you? I don't know, bro. With that your weird. season on the line? It's weird. It's weird. There's bad coaching. Bad. This is bad everything, man. Uh, what else? What else? Um, we always talk about injuries and how big they play a part at this part of the season. And I think Seattle just took the blow that they couldn't afford to take. Outside yeah. of Russell Wilson, of course. Yeah. Um, but Chris Carson was having a an amazing season for them and he was able to keep a lot of that um pressure off of Russell Wilson and for you to not only lose him but lose his backup as well for the season in the same game. Um, and now you have to go play San Francisco and then into the playoffs, that that sucks. That's it's all Russell Wilson from here on out. Um and yeah, I don't think that's going to win them games against San Francisco against New Orleans against Green Bay, yeah in the playoffs we you know we always talk about the one that changes your season, and mm-hmm. this is one that makes them a totally different team oh. um so they're gonna have to be all defense and Russell Wilson, and it just I don't expect that to be enough now. Them signing Marshawn Lynch, which we, you know, are both excited about. I love, yeah. I love. I mean, but I, how is he going to be Marshawn Lynch from their Super Bowl years? Probably not. And so, you know, be Chris Carson from this year. So, so I mean, it's going to be fun to watch, but yeah. for two yeah, weeks, but probably. So, what else you got? Uh, what do I have? Um, the 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 Vikings and the Packers for Monday night um, was another game that was far more about bad Vikings than it was about good Packers. Although i I do think I do think that the the Packers stuff is not a I don't want to say a fluke. the The defense the defense is good, even if you don't think it's as good as advertised. Yeah. It's, it's good and. You know, we talk every week about Aaron Rodgers is one of them dudes that you still can't you can't just write it off because you've seen him do it before. Mm-hmm. You've seen him catch fire before. You know he's been in in games that matter before. Um, so you can't write them off. They got a good running game. Um, they they still very much like the Saints. Not not even like the Saints because the Saints got Jared Cook and still can use Kamara in the passing game. Um, but every week is somebody different uh, outside of Devonte Adams. You know, yes. so uh, they got to get that figured out. But the secondary is good. their pass rush is good. Um, uh, but the Vikings were just so bad. That it, I mean, they couldn't get a first down. That that was what was that? Yeah. Oh, uh, it was a bad game from both teams. Honestly, the Vikings were just worse. Mm-hmm. And there are some teams. You get those teams that just have good offensive lines like the Cowboys. You put any running back behind the Cowboys' offensive line and they going to get 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Monday showed us that Minnesota isn't that. Minnesota is. Their running game is Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Not the offensive line. It is Dalvin Cook. That game would have been a lot differently if he was healthy and he was playing. So I still like the Vikings. It doesn't change anything for me. I think they can still uh, – be a good opponent in the postseason, and I yep. wouldn't be talking if they get out there and win a game, but they have to have Dalvin Cook. Dalvin, like you said about Dak's success being tied to Zeke, Her Cousins' her. success is not tied to Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, it's tied mm. to Dalvin Cook. Um. So, yeah, that that's what I took from that game. I told you two years ago when uh the Vikings got Kirk Cousins when they had that offseason. I said, y'all can stop talking about Kirk Cousins. I don't care about them getting Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I'm worried about Damar Cook. That, you know that I I liked him in college and I, that was who I wanted the Lions to pick when they picked Carryon Johnson. But yes. he didn't he didn't fall to them. Obviously, the Vikings got him before we did. But yeah, Cook obviously is is proving his worth. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that. Anyway, the only other thing I have down is McCarthy interviewing for the Panthers. And I remember you saying you wanted to say something about the Panthers. I lied. Yeah, I did I, I do have that in my notes and I completely skipped over it. Let me tell you something. The Panthers, they tried Will Greer, um, which I'm still salty about him going to West Virginia. But uh they unless it's unless it's about money which obviously every decision in the NFL is, mm-hmm. they need to keep Cam Newton because they ain't got a quarterback on their roster, bro. They don't have one. So I don't know what this all is about. Cam Newton been hurt the last couple of years. He got an $18 million cap hit. I don't care. You ain't got one on your roster. You need to keep him. I'm going to go opposite to you on this one. Who was the quarterback that we used him before Will Grip? I don't forgot his name already. Um, Kyle. No. Um, it wasn't Kyle. Uh, is, some, is it? <laughs> Shit. I don't know. Whoever he is, I think I think with the right coach, I think with the right coach, your defense is good. Your defense has always been good. Your defense is going to be good. Mm -hmm. And you have a good run game because you have Christian McCaffrey. I think with the right coach, you can have a situation like they have in Minnesota, where it's defense, it's our run game. What we can give you from the passing what we can give from our passing game is a plus. I think with the right coach with which might be Mike McCarthy, they -hmm. can do that. Now, the only thing about that is you and the NFC South. So, how far would that philosophy take you when it comes to trying to win that division and get a playoff spot? But, the risk that you take with, I right, we're going to keep taking this $18 million cap here for Cam Newton, and he not played, I could be taking the $18 million and applying it elsewhere to help a quarterback like Will Greer or whatever. It's Kyle him. Allen. That's Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Kyle Allen had some good games early on. Right, but uh, I mean, how much of that is just I don't know. I don't know. He yeah. had good games. <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, help, I'm, I'm with you that a healthy Cam Newton is that's the number one option here. That's the mm-hmm. number one choice. If you know you're going to get a healthy Cam Newton, then hell, yeah, that's what you do, no matter what the cap hit is, but we haven't seen a healthy Cam Luton since the Super Bowl year. Yeah, yeah, the Super Bowl year. We'll see. I do like, once again, I like Mike McCarthy, period. I forgot about him, honestly, because he took the year off. But as soon as I saw that he was going to be, um, that he was trying to get back in the NFL, I mean, that's going to be a good coach for somebody. Yeah. I'd rather not come to the NFC South, but <laughs> I mean, he's going to be there or Dallas or he's going to have one of these jobs. Okay. So on to the last week of the season which has come very quick for a team that's been eliminated since week 10. <laughs> <laughs> let's do the college football playoffs first. Oh. I, um, so Let's do that first since that's Saturday. Uh L S U Oklahoma. They play first. Yeah, Oklahoma L S U play first, yeah. Yeah, no. Hang on. Um I'm gonna take LSU. But I don't I think that I think that'll be the closer of the two games. I don't think LSU just gonna run away on Oklahoma. I really don't. Oklahoma, um they can they can put up the points. And that and as we've said throughout this whole season, LSU is a legitimate threat now because they have Joe Burrow, but they've given up some talent on defense and in, in exchange, basically. Right. And you see those holes we you know, we've seen it throughout some weeks. Um but when it comes to you play Alabama without they starting quarterback or a Georgia team that's down a lot. They were down a lot of players in that game. There's nobody to expose it, but I think Oklahoma is going to be able to attack it and attack it well, but Oklahoma doesn't play defense. So in the end, I still feel like LSU wins this game, but I honestly think that's going to be the closer of the two games. I love for Oklahoma to upset them, but, um, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah what, huh? Go ahead. Say, no, uh, but, yeah, uh, like you said, with CeeDee Lamb and, and Jalen Hurts, uh, they definitely should be able to score. But I, just because I feel like the other two teams are closer to each other is why I feel like that game will be closer than this one. I, I do think LSU should win by at least 10. Um. Yeah, I'm leaving LSU. Yeah. You Hopefully. the reason see this is the type of stuff they get the show going. The reason you feel like Ohio State and Clemson are closer is based on what? Because we haven't seen Clemson play anybody this year. You know so what, what if it makes you think that they are closer than Oklahoma and LSU. Because because every year Clemson every year we feel like oh Clemson don't play Clemson ain't been playing about it the last three years they've been in the national championship game. And Ohio State, besides what Penn State and and Michigan, don't really put nobody either. Penn State, Michigan. It was another one, but that's two teams right there, though. Yeah, you telling me (laughs) Clemson's biggest game was what? South Carolina? Come on, like what we do with that? All right. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm basing it strictly off roster. Quarterback, running back, they feel they feel like about the same teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I give Clemson the quarterback edge. I give Ohio State the running back edge. Yeah, but, was, yeah and then Ohio State's got Chase Young and a good corner. I, I can't pronounce his name. I don't want to butcher yeah. it. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I said. Ohio State, unless you felt like either one of them was gonna win it. The whole yeah. thing. Um, and so that's what I expect the national championship to be. Yeah, I, I got Ohio State winning the game. Like I said, I think LSU Oklahoma are gonna be closer than Ohio State and Clemson. Um part of it is yeah, I do I, I haven't seen anything from Clemson this year to base anything off of. And even with how much People feel like Ohio State has been overrated this year. I still feel like they don't get the – they haven't gotten the proper respect as individual players outside of Chase Young. Justin um, Fields played amazing this year, and I don't think he got the proper respect he was due yeah. uh, this season. Clemson uh, – our, our college football expert thinks that Clemson is going to win. By a lot, yeah. So yeah. That's, I'm, I'm very interested to see how they play out. Um, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm interested in Oklahoma, LSU too. But um, yeah, we'll see, bro. I, I can't wait to watch them. They should be good games. They better be good games. <laughs> All right, last Sunday, God, week seventeen, bro. It's wow, wild, seventeen. Um, look, All right, let's start with Packers Lions. I'm going to start with them because, you know, like I said, I, I'm i not going to pick against my team. We, we could do this for five years. I would just like to talk about what points. What? If we did it for five years, you'd be going to switch teams. we not going. No, bro, I'm not. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't imagine me ever going back to. Just just watching Saints games every, every week. Obviously, because I have more interest around the league. Of course, yeah. But, you know, just because I got the ability to watch my team, I can't imagine ever switching. But there really isn't anything to point to that I could say, oh, this is going to be close and, oh, they got the chance to ruin their season. If the team was healthy, maybe. But, I mean, We've seen them, they, they've been able for the last couple of weeks to keep pace for about a quarter and a half, two quarters, into the fourth quarter, making it a one-score game. Mm-hmm. I don't expect that to be the case this week, just because the Packers have got something to play for. The quicker they get this put away, the quicker they can you know, move on. It's yep. a division opponent. Um, they want a first-round bye. They need a first-round bye. Um, so, I, I can't yeah, that's just what I'm thinking about. Um, this is this is the week for spoilers. For teams out here trying to play spoiler, for I can see a Green Bay team overlooking Detroit and say, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run away with this one. We'll have this done by halftime, and then we can prepare for our week off." Um, plus I need the Lions to win this game, so I'm taking Detroit. Uh. Just in hopes that they can, they can trip up the Packers. Yeah. Um, the Saints of the Panthers. You want to just get that out of the way? Uh, might as well. I got the Saints. We ain't wrestling. Um, we got stuff to play for, like this is yeah, one yeah. through three, where we gonna land? We got to get this win. The Panthers. Um, like I said, on the other on the other side of that, besides the, size, the them trying to figure out the quarterback position, this is one of them games where it's like, okay, well, we got the chance to ruin something for the Saints and blah, blah, blah. But, again, I told you after the after they lost to the 49ers, this team is a lot more buttoned up um, the last couple of weeks. They don't – they know it matters. Yeah. They're a team that – or uh, one of the few teams that's the, – the, one of the 12 teams that's going into the playoffs that have a real shot to win the whole yeah. thing. Um, I expect the Saints to win. Eagles-Giants. Um, <laughs> like you said, but it, these division games are, are very close. The Eagles don't feel like the better team than the Cowboys to me. They yeah. didn't feel that way last week. Um, but I, there isn't anything that I can look at about the Giants and trust that they're going to be able to win this game. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, random. I mean, it's not random because we I, I said this earlier in the season and then the hype died down. But I think Gettleman was right about Daniel Jones. I think they found their franchise quarterback going forward mm. and I think if he can if he can um stop fumbling the football, he's gonna be perfectly fine going forward. Um yeah. go ahead No, go ahead, no, go ahead. Oh, so, um but yeah, I was just about to say, especially with once again the talent that's around him, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley should have a high – I mean, they're going to have a high draft pick so they can add a receiver like CeeDee Lamb mm-hmm. or one of the other receivers coming. There's a lot of receivers they can choose, you know. But um, anyway, the Eagles over these past few years have been able to do whatever it takes in order to get them into the postseason. And last week was their biggest challenge. Um Beat in Dallas. They know what they gotta go and do this week. Um, I think they're gonna be able to take care of business and close that door on Dallas and lock up their playoff hopes. Yeah, you know what's funny? I just think about. Look, I, I, I'm saying I'm sticking. I'm gonna stick with the Eagles, but I, watch this be one of them things where the Giants beat the Eagles. And the Cowboys still lose to the Lose, history. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I could see something stupid like that happening. Um, but anyway, uh, Titans at the Tech. Uh, I'm taking Tennessee. Once again, it's a game that they have to win in order to get to the playoff. Well, they don't have to win. There's a whole bunch of scenarios that could play out, but they win their end. Uh, and just. You- Houston's locked into the three, right? Uh are they locked into the three? Or the four. No, that no, that's right. They locked into Kansas the four. City is three, right? Yeah, Kansas City three. So Texans ain't even really they can't go yeah. nowhere. Yeah, they locked yeah. into the four, so yeah. Yeah. Um whether they rest players or not, like I say, Tennessee wants it more, they need it more. Texas ain't really playing for nothing at this point. Uh, I don't see how or why Tennessee will lose this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Titans, too, because they're playing good football. The Texans ain't got nothing to play for, like you said. Um, yeah, ain't nothing else to say about that. i <laughs> the Titans. Um, and then 49ers, Seahawks. This was – I couldn't wait for this because it was going to be a playoff-type game. I do expect it to still be for the first half, but uh, I I think the 49ers are going to win us. I'm taking all the road teams in the five games that we picked. Um, Them injuries, bro, that, man, football is crazy like that, bro. But, yeah, I was going to take Seattle before the injuries. But I find myself still taking them. Partially, once again, it's because I need them to win for my Saints to have a better season. Mm. But the fact that they have a good defense, they have Russell Wilson, it's a division game. That's three things off the top that already makes this a closer matchup than it seems. Um, they're at home. The 12 yeah. man is a real thing. And... Marshawn Lynch being back on that field is going to do something to that crowd and to that team that can't be measured, you know. Um, so I think they still are able to pull out this game um, because they're both playing for something. And that home field advantage and the extra motivation they're going to get from having Marshawn Lynch back on that field, I think they're going to be able to steal one that they I- shouldn't I can't wait to see him, bro. Like, just that's so that that. Look, what what gets shown on TV and on the cameras and all that stuff like that. You you feel like you know players and you know these celebrities and stuff like that, and you don't. And I could be one hundred percent wrong, but Marshawn Lynch feels about as true to himself. On the camera, as any player I've ever watched in sports, to be honest, to just like it, just seems like he's just a nigga, bro. Like you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like just, and so you find it hard to root to root against him. So I I don't know. I can't wait to see it. Bro. When it comes to true personalities, like you say, the only person I can write off the top of my head compared to him is Kawhi. Kawhi is. He is who he Like, you're not getting, that's just who he is. He's not trying to be in the spotlight. He not trying, like I saw the interview about they asked him how the Christmas was in his household. That's private, I'm not sharing that with you. And moved on. Like, yeah. I, that's just who he is. And Marshawn is what we see him on the camera. He's that all the time. Like I saw him pull up uh, in the truck full of Skittles. You saw that video? Hey. Like that? <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> I cannot get enough of that dude, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, you know, you know how I feel about the, the press conference stuff. People try to make it, you know, people in, in uh, media trying to make it about, you know, that type of stuff makes it hard to do their jobs and blah, 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 blah. I just have always felt like, Players shouldn't be contractually obligated to speak yeah. to media just because if you don't want to, then why? Yeah, you know, and and maybe maybe there's certain positions or certain things that should be held to that standard, like coaches or something like that. But yeah. general managers and stuff. But like the players, what you want me to say, man? I uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that's a it's a stupid process to me, and I just I'm glad that he makes a mockery of it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, But if you know what NFL, I think you're talking about Kawhi is the perfect segue to NBA. Okay. Uh, All right. So I got a rant that I want to go on. (laughs) But I want to... All right. Let's start with the Clippers and the Lakers from yesterday, from Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. And... um. You said you like that about Kawhi that he he seems very honest and mm-hmm. I don't know, bro. I, I just I don't. There's something about him that I just I can't cling to. You know, I I've, I I can't root for. I don't not like him. Yeah, in sense like I, I don't root against him, but he just he bores the shit out of me. Like, I, even at his best moments when he taking big shots, because he had some big shots in that game against the Lakers yesterday, um, the post-game interview stuff, I just – I don't really care for him. So I don't know. It's weird. But that's not my rant. You know what my rant's about. But uh, I just want to – I want to talk about the game first before I give any attention to – that. It was a really good game. It felt like a game that the Lakers had control of um, and just kind of they didn't blow it because the Clippers was a good team. But, you know, some of that stuff, some of those possessions with the second units, I felt like Anthony Davis wasn't aggressive enough. Uh, they had a couple bad possessions. Uh, Paul George got away with a lot of, a lot of contact. LeBron James in particular, throughout the game, um, but it, it, I expect that to be the Western Conference Finals, depending on obviously depending seating. Um, yes. you might get it in the second round, but yes. uh, it would be unfortunate. But yeah, those I feel like those are the two best teams in the league by a lot, actually. Uh, but yeah, it was a good game. Um. I'm going to go on the end of they blew the game. The Lakers blew that game. Um, It was a good game despite LeBron. Like, LeBron didn't play good, especially good. in that first half. Mm-hmm. Um, So the fact that Kuzma was able to step up the way he did in the first half is the only reason we were ever in control of that game, honestly, because AD was doing what he was doing, but Kawhi was – you know, Kawhi was evening that out. Mm. Um, but LeBron didn't play good. He still ended up with a decent stat line to, at the end of it. But he didn't play a good game, just like Paul George didn't play a good game. I agree. Um, so, yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was a good game overall. But the fact that not everybody was able to show up and show out was kind of disappointing. But it was what it was. It was still a game that came down to the end. That was one in the last few possessions um, with a big play by your boy, Pat Beverly, which is where your rent going to come in, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a good game. It was the best game of the day, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was what it was. Like, I agree with you. This is, These are the two teams. Those that represented whoever your champion gonna be. It's gonna be a LA team who wins the championship this year. Hopefully mm. they have to go through each other in the Western Conference Finals to get there. Um, but yeah, I I agree that much for sure. Yeah, I agree with you that LeBron didn't play well. Paul George, I thought Paul George played horribly. Yeah. Um, but uh Kuzma, I told you uh I actually was gonna say before we got on here about Kyle Kuzma, if Kuzma can give them hold on oh if, if Kyle Kuzma can give the Lakers 13 and 8 is what I was going to say you know then the, the the Lakers could be the team to beat obviously in the Western Conference but if he played like that like mm-hmm. he played yesterday, I mean I don't see nobody beating him um, obviously if LeBron plays better, you know he, he talked about his groin injury, I don't hear that shit uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, cause you know what I'm saying, cause he was he, he hit some shots and made some plays, and you know now it's cause he grunt, no, I don't hit that shit. That, that that felt like an excuse to me. And, um, uh, um, and coming to Tennessee, my um my thought has always been the key to a Lakers championship over them winning the championship. Well, not even the championship, but them beating the Clippers at the time. It's going to be Kyle Kuzma. How well can Kyle Kuzma perform? Because Mm. the duos are going to even out for the most part. So who's your next best player? Okay, Kyle Kuzma is our next best player. How well is he going to perform?
1: Mm.
0: And I've never – I haven't been worried about how he's going to perform because if he gives us what we've seen from him throughout his career – that should be good enough, but still you're in the we're in a space to where we're expecting more. This is what yeah. year three, year four may be. I think it's year three for them. Um I think it's four. Either way, there's still growth to be He came in with all, oh, yeah. It gotta be year three. Dang, that's crazy. Mm-hmm him uh Josh Hart, Lonzo they came in the same draft. Uh Zubak, who I hate that we gave up, but Zubac. Um but yeah. So if Kuzma it's all about who your next third best player gonna be when it comes down to those two teams. Yeah. And Kuzma can be that uh like we saw yesterday. But of course, like we say LeBron didn't show up. So Yeah. I, that's a regular season basketball game. Yeah, know. exactly. Uh, whatever. But I I have figured out and I had an epiphany. Seriously. I was I was in the bathroom looking in the mirror <laughs> and it hit me. I have figured out why I hate Patrick Beverly. I, I figured it out. He reminds me of Draymond Green and Richard Sherman. Those were the two people that in sports that I that I can't stand over the last couple of years that I can that I thought of and I and I thought about it. Richard Sherman, I remember the beginning of his foolishness was the game against the 49ers, remember? And I and I remember my take on that has always been he made the he's earned the right to celebrate because he made the play. He, you know, he made the play that sent them to the Super Bowl. And throughout that time, he became a brand. And then it started to annoy me, but It never was about anything other than the fact that, you know, he got his face time, they won a Super Bowl, but at no point in time during what he was doing was he not top five corner in the league, top three Mm -hmm. corner in the league. Draymond Green annoyed me to no end just because he was their most important player, but at no point in time was he ever their best player the best player on that team, and arguably, if you take him out of the role that he was in with Golden State, he's not a top 10 player at his position, all right? So, you know, maybe top five. So so that kind of annoys me. But Patrick Beverly gets under my fucking skin just because you're not even the best defensive player. You got one specific skill set, and you're not even the best at doing it on your team. But yet you make a play at, at the end of games and all you got all these fucking antics and you acting like you're the best player in the fucking league or the top five player. You don't get no offense run through you. Okay, so you've got, all right, first team All-NBA defense, or if you, if you even want to say that, over the last couple years or whoever he is just because he's got some defensive versatility. But outside of being on a team with superstars that are going to carry you into games that matter, you and all of this foolishness, acting like you the best player on the court, get the fuck out of here with that shit. You made one play, you got one skill set, and you out here acting like you a fucking all-star. Get the fuck out of here. He driving me crazy. I can't stand him. Like, seriously. All right, I'm finished. I love Patrick Beverly for the reason I told you yesterday. That's exactly what he. Just, that's what he's trying to do. He's not out here trying to act like he's the best player on the court. He's just trying to get under whoever skin he can get under, and that's what he's been doing his whole career. And obviously, he's good at it because he'd be irritating the fuck out of kind of like what Lance Stevenson had become for a little while to LeBron or to whoever, but just to, um, to a worse degree, I guess. Like Patrick Beverly, every time he step on the court with Russell Westbrook, you know he before he get there, he just got under Russell Westbrook's skin, and I love that he can basketball. I mean, that's it's a mind game as well, and you letting him you letting him mess with you. Mm-hmm. I love that he able to go out there and do that. He irritates my soul, bro. I I can't like I can't deal with him. So, but anyway, and I'm not I, what I'm what I'm going to do is. For the last couple of years, I've really tried to not let – because Draymond ruined a lot of the Warriors' greatness for me. Um, media, too, ruined a lot of that. But I'm not going to let Patrick Beverly make me hate the Clippers just because I do like them. I, I like I like Paul George. They, they got a good team, bro. They really do. They got a good coaching. they got a good front office. They got everything that you can hope for without – the irritation, the look at us, and all that. But, but he is the one thing about mm. them I just can't stand. Yeah. Uh, so, but I've, I've been not liking Patrick Beverly for a long time. Mm. And I get it. I get it. He comes from, he's got nothing else other than being an irritant that keeps him in the NBA. Like, he's really good at being def- uh, good at defense. He's made himself into a millionaire. Basically, from I heard all of the he was homeless and blah blah. blah. I don't care about that, bro. Like what? Well, you can be good at what you're doing without being so irritating. Like we know you made the play. We know you. You know, like you ain't gotta be. He just he aggravates me, dog. Like no, seriously, that's his that's his advantage. That's his advantage over the players. I uh, guess. So the other, only other thing from the NBA week that I saw was uh, the Mavericks, and we talked about this: um, the Mavericks being up thirty on the Raptors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was um, yikes. <laughs> um, your, your boy, bro. Oh, Russ, yesterday against Golden State. Oh my god! You want to guess what his stat line looked like? Ah, you know that was the only that was the only game. No, I'm about to lie. I didn't watch a single dribble of Pelicans Nuggets. Um, but I did watch the other three games. That was the one I checked out on. I was like, look, let me get a break from basketball. I have no desire to watch James Harden dribble all yeah, day. Yeah, I didn't see any of that game. Um, uh, that's why I was kind of. Sh- I wasn't shocked. I kind of had a feeling Golden State could get that one. Yeah. Um. But I just, I was like, of course, let me go look at the box score. And <laughs> strolled all over that and saw that Westbrook went 11 of 32. And oh B-brook my 8 God. From the three point line. Bro, what? 30 points. 30, 12, and 5. 11 of 32. 0 of 8 from the three point line. This is not good, bro. I ain't look at this, man. Who do. Because I remember I told you I for a million dollars I couldn't name. Who the fuck is d Lee, And that's the reason I really went to look at the box score to see the type of game D'Angelo Russell had. I was like, man, he had to have had a big game. Yeah. Uh, in order for them to have pulled it off. But he had an okay game. It was an even game for them, honestly. Who, Draymond gave him 20. D'Angelo gave him 20. This lead character gave him 22. Who is that? The eight of eighteen. Um, Damian Lee. I don't know that dude. Yeah, bro. I'm looking at and and that's that's what the real thing is, bro. Like and it's not like he young He's been in the league for a while. This dude, 27. I, I mean. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at Glenn Robinson. I yeah, mean, man. yeah, Willie Collins, Stein, DeAngelo Russell. Those are some people, but when you get to their second unit, who? I mean, (laughs) I mean, Spellman, Chris. I mean, I know them, but I wouldn't if they walked in the room. You know, I've I've heard that name. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I mean, that's wild, bro. So, yeah. The Rockets... We talk about them every week and I don't want to just cause It's just like Jameis Winston. We talk about them like we talk about Jameis Winston every week to say, What are you doing that shit not gonna work if high trash? That's basically what we visit with them every single week. And and you then you look at numbers and you go, Wow, I mean, is Jameis Jameis lead the league in passing yards by a lot. Uh-huh. Like, and it's so it's weird. But then I was looking at interceptions and sacks, and I was like, "Bro, what is this?" Yeah, you know, I'm telling you, the, the Rockets, the Rockets. There was a possession I retweeted. I don't know if you saw it, but James Harden, with James Harden yesterday, there was a possession where this dude did not pass the logo. Like he, like they got the rebound, he passed it, and he came walking up the court, like. I'm talking like 16 seconds since hit the shot clock before he entered frame. Yeah. And he stood there, like at the top of the court. The whole you're gonna have to see it. I'm gonna have to send it to you, bro. But it it's absurd. And I'm just like every every game the Rockets have a possession or some clip that makes you go, I don't care how many games they win. They're gonna win 50 games. Uh, but I have I no desire to, to watch the them play yeah. basketball at all. I don't like. I don't want to watch that. It's it's garbage. Damn. Like, yeah. So, what else you got, NBA? Um, not much. Really, what you thought of the Buck Sixes? That's another game that I think we I you know I was thinking about it. I can't remember. I know that we disagree on Philly, but that's that's what I expect the Eastern Conference Finals to be. And that was another situation to where Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, they just have you know how I feel about NBA superstars. And I don't you know. The 76ers bench ain't nothing to write home about, but I just feel like when they take the court and you gotta beat them four times out of seven, that's another level that they can go to. And they neutralize Giannis and and then it was then what? Now what? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I, and so that's why I feel like they're a team that can do that. Um so yeah, I, I'm. I'm still. I'm still high on, on Philly. What'd you think of it? Um, <laughs> like, like Patriots, and Buffalo. Um, yeah. I'm. Mean, Giannis is the best player on the court. Joel and Ben Simmons. You know what you're gonna get from them. Um, Tobias Harris. I'll be forgetting that he <laughs> even played for them, but. When Milwaukee was trying to uh, close the gap uh late in that game that's the play That he's he's probably gonna have to be the guy that steps up and just like Jimmy right. was the guy that had to step up and and be that guy uh in the close of the game so we'll see man like you said, it's regular season. I don't have no faith in philly <laughs> um Milwaukee. How you feel about Kawhi is how I feel about Giannis. Like, I ain't got no feeling to him. I don't like him, but I don't dislike him either. Yeah. Um, but that being said, he's still the best player in the conference. Uh, he's the best player nine times out of ten when he steps onto the court. It's just yeah. what's around him that you have to be concerned about at Milwaukee. Yeah. And in Philly, it's Ben Simmons not being able to shoot, and is Joel Embiid gonna stay healthy? All legitimate questions because for the last three years, every time it every time it matters, Joel ain't healthy. Ben Simmons, people guarding him from the free throw line. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, until they prove, until they do something different, you've earned the right to be questionable about that, to to question that. So. Yeah. Um, but what do you have? Your Eastern Conference Finals at this moment in time champion is Boston? The Eastern Conference. Oh my, the Eastern Conference champion? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm still rolling with Boston. They looked good. Of course they did. There's good coaching going on over there. <laughs> hey, I'm... <laughs> Jalen Brown, Brown, I'm telling you, but The I, I think I think we we discussed this, and I think the difference between how you feel about Philly or Milwaukee versus Boston, besides the coaching, was your faith in Boston's young talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have way more faith in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown than than you do. Yeah. Um. But and yeah, but they can. They can ball and like Gordon Hayward has been looking like what they expected to get before he broke his leg. So I, I just I just feel like they don't have that 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 star that make me go, all right. This what they gonna lean on mm-hmm. in the postseason. And and it's not because I don't think Jalen Brown and Justin Tatum are good and even Marcus Smart. It just feels like a collection of talent. Like a like you know what they remind me of? Like the Nuggets. Like the Nuggets feel like a team that's got a lot of really good players. But in the NBA that that usually that is beat by an overwhelming superstar. That's how that's how postseason basketball usually works. Yeah. And that and that's what I don't feel like I just you know, I feel like Giannis has got that in him. Joel Embiid, a healthy Joel Embiid, has got that in him. I mean, but then, it but well, then, it, who knows? Like, but, and knows. I, but that's what I'm saying. So like, I'll give you, I'll give you Giannis. But then, you know, who else in the East of Coffee is gonna be able to, you know, right? But but that's what I'm saying. What am I gonna go? All right. Well, Kimba and Jason Tatum about to. No, I just don't. I just don't feel like that. Like. And I like this is this is I mean, don't turn this into I don't like Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown because I think they're good players. Yeah. I just I don't feel like they're represent the East in the finals good. Yeah, see, yeah. Um yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because I look at it, I look at it as kind of what San Antonio had been to where, man, I know one of these players can give me a really good game every single night. It probably ain't going to be the same one. It's going to be Kimball one night, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown. They all going to take they they all going to get a shot. They all going to go out there and give me a great game. Um, but just like you just said, okay, neutralize your LB now what <clears throat> Fulfill it, you know? Yeah. Okay, we're going to see. Like I say, we, man, we ain't even halfway through the season. so Facts. They got a lot. They got to trade that line still. Because, like, there's a lot that's going to change by the time we get to that point. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's just how I feel about them. What's up, everybody? Check out Friendly Fire every Thursday as we discuss the latest and most intriguing topics in sports. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at Friendly Fire 08.